Good afternoon. I'm Rich Kirshner. I'm a member of this church and I'm a member of the Education Committee. And I'm pleased to be with you today for our time of an Advent meditation. Uh, for those who are uh, watching us uh, on, online live or going to see us a little bit later, uh, this will be available on the church's website as well. I remind you that Christmas Eve services begin at 4 6, 8, and 10, and we hope that you will want to come and, and be with us at that time, and again, remind you of Sunday worship uh, that will be at 9 and 11. So I want to welcome you all and to say how glad I am to see you. Let us join together in the invocation that we find in the bulletin, Holy and Loving God, we're here in the midst of our week for a sacred pause. During our time together, expand our awareness so that we might experience hope, peace, joy, and love in unexpected places, among unexpected people, at unexpected times. It is in these moments that we are truly preparing our hearts to welcome the Christ child. Amen. The scripture I have selected to share with you today is not found in any of the traditional stories preceding the birth of Jesus. In fact, this is found late in the Gospel of Matthew. But I think it's an Advent passage, and if you will listen closely with me, I think you'll, you'll hear why. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate people one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep to his right, and the goats at his left. And then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come, you that are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison. And you visited me. May our still speaking God offer these words for comfort and for illumination today. Would you pray with me? O Holy Spirit, our souls inspire and come to us in this celestial season to gladden our hearts, to open our minds, and to come to us with unexpected joy. Amen. A couple of weeks ago, I was leaving the sanctuary when a member of the church came up to me and said that they had read in the bulletin that I would be speaking today. And she wondered if I was prepared and if I knew what I was going to talk about. And I, I actually replied that I'm a slow thinker and I was still considering it. And she replied, well, what are you waiting for? Later that day, I received an email from the church staff, and it asked if I would submit to them before the end of the day my title and my scripture for today's meditation. 
And all I could think of was, what are you waiting for? I think it's an appropriate question for the Advent season and for the seasons that we find ourselves uh, in our lives. Two weeks ago, Mother Nature displayed for us her sheer power. The power of climate change when tornadoes ripped through the Mid-South, one of them traveling over 227 miles, leaving in its wake a path of unmerciful destruction. Small hamlets and small towns in northwest Tennessee and western Kentucky today feel the pain and the loss and the anxiety of that brutal night. You've seen the reports. It's very emotional for me and I think for my wife Nancy because we once lived in that area. I served as a member of the Memphis Conference of the United Methodist Church and West Tennessee and West Kentucky make up that area. I even preached at the Mayfield United Methodist Church, which is now a building in ruins. During the time that all the news media had surrounded Mayfield and and the small towns nearby, one of the interviews was conducted by a national correspondent who asked the mayor, how can you celebrate Christmas? with so much sorrow and so much despair. Well, the Advent season has always been a time of waiting and remembrance. For centuries, our forebears waited for a political warrior leader to establish the kingdom of Israel. And in our own time, elections have become messianic campaigns that we might find someone who can fix every one of the problems that we face. In our churches, members often move from church to church looking for a congregation or a pastor that will check all the boxes off and lead us to a great spiritual revival. The late great preacher Fred Craddock once said that we actually like waiting for a Messiah better than expecting one. We wait for a Messiah when we dream of the things the Messiah should do. End poverty, disease, wars, even the end of tears. Bring justice and equity among all the nations and all the peoples. End the pandemic and bring us back to normal. But what would that look like? What would that Messiah be? In my mind, I picture that as a combination of Superman and Colin Powell and the Dalai Lama all rolled into one. And so our definition of the Messiah, who we await to be born at Christmas, seems to say that when the Messiah arrives, all will be well and all of our needs will be met. I have a friend, Larry, who... uh, once told me that the first Christmas his family celebrated after his father died was a particularly hard one. Larry was the elder son of five children. His father, Jim, had been a long-standing, quiet leader in the church and in the community in which they lived. Jim always read the Christmas story from Luke to his family every Christmas Eve. 
And now Larry and his younger brother John would have to take their father's place. Larry told me later on that that reading was especially meaningful for him. It seemed as if their father Jim was in their midst in the reading and they experienced the presence of Christ in their moments of grief. When the disciples gathered with Jesus late in that Gospel of Matthew, they were still hoping, even with Jesus sitting among them, for another Messiah to come. But Jesus told them that when the Messiah comes, it would be in the giving of food to the hungry, of offering a drink to those who are thirsty, of welcoming strangers and caring for the sick and those who are imprisoned. The Messiah we often wait for needs a new definition. Because where there is misery and doubt, that's where the Messiah will be. So today, and in the coming days, when someone asks you how long are you going to wait for Messiah, you get to tell them he's already here. Amen.
The music of the season always lifts our souls, doesn't it? want to especially thank Dickie Fleischer for being with us today uh, to share his talent and to share the beautiful music of the season. I want to thank Becky for arranging for all the music that we have had during this Advent season. Uh, You are invited, if you like, to uh, walk the labyrinth after this uh, service has concluded. The labyrinth is situated in this part of the property behind the sanctuary. And I know that that has been a help for many who want to focus their minds and their hearts on the uh, spirit of the season. So let me offer this blessing as we leave our time together. May the baby who is about to be born, a baby of soft flesh held in his mother's arms, give you the inspiration and the knowledge that a Savior has been born. His name is Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Go in peace and share that good news wherever you go. Amen.